Once again, thank you for tuning in to the Okinawa Karate Podcast. I am Josh Simmers coming to you from the birthplace of karate, Okinawa, Japan. Today I'm going to talk to you about the Karate Edge, visitors from the USA, my visit to the Miyobukan Yomitan Shoden Ryu Branch Dojo, my broke back, and some great awamori, courtesy of Higa-sensei from the Miyobukan Branch Dojo. Sit back and enjoy the show. Today's episode is brought to you by the Karate Edge. The Karate Edge is located in Edgewood, Washington, nestled between Tacoma and Seattle, and has been in Washington for 40 years. The Karate Edge provides instruction in Shotokan Karate, Kobudo, and Koga Uryu Ninjutsu. Sensei Tony Benist is the owner and head instructor of the Karate Edge. He began his training under his father, Sensei Steve Benist, in 1983 at the age of 3 years old, and has been training in martial arts for over 30 years. Tony currently holds a 5th degree black belt in Shotokan Karate, 3rd degree black belt in Koga Ryu Ninjutsu, 3rd degree black belt in Aiki and a 3rd degree black belt in Aiki Jiu-Jitsu. He has also trained in many additional styles over the years including Daito Ryu Aikido, Iaido, Eskrima, Kobudo, Taekwondo, and Combat Self-Defense. The Karate Edge has around 300 students and has a wonderful family-friendly environment. Many parents and students take classes together, and Sensei Benis takes great pride in making students from any age and background feel welcome. Drop-ins are always welcome, so please look us up if you are in town. If you are a Sensei and you're interested in holding a seminar, please friend me on Facebook at Tony Benist or The Karate Edge. Now, of course, I was reading a piece that Sensei Tony Benist had typed up for me to read, but I'm going to go off the sheet here and I'm going to tell you why I actually reached out to this dojo and asked them if I could give them a shout out on the show. Uh, One of the visitors that recently got in touch with me that came to Okinawa was a man named James Newman. James found me by following and subscribing to Jesse Enkamp's um, blog and watching videos of him visiting Okinawa Found my podcast, found James Pankovich of the Asato Dojo and Dojo Bar, and James um, said, hey, I'm coming to Okinawa, I'd like to get together, hang out, talk, do something, you know, do some training, etc., etc. So I was more than happy to uh, get in touch with James and say, let's do it. We met up at the Asato Dojo, uh, where we did some training with James Pankovich. Uh, The next day, I happened to be able to take half a day off of work, um, and I was able to take James and meet Hokama-sensei, went to see some of the different sites on the island. Because James is a Shotokan practitioner, I took him to see the monument for Gishin Funakoshi, um, and we had a great time. We ate lunch at the same place that I interviewed Jesse Ancamp for the first interview um, that I did with him on the podcast. But what really struck me was listening to James talk about his home dojo, the Karate Edge, and listening to him talk about his sensei and the other students in the dojo and what got him interested in training. And um, i just tell you, it was, it was uh, an activity that they decided to start for his two sons. And after sitting and watching classes for a while and becoming more and more interested, James decided to join. 
So listening to his story and the enthusiasm that he has and the way he was talking about the karate edge and how much children are learning about discipline and talking about Sensei Tony Bennis coming up to each individual student and introducing himself to them and making them feel at home, um, not having any egos in the dojo. Actually, I think James said it was one of the only places where you can you can go and there's really no egos or there's no... There's no politics or there's just, it's just a family environment. So hearing the way he talked about this dojo actually made me want to just give them a shout out on the podcast. So please look them up. Our website is www.thekarateedge.com, www.thekarateedge.com. Again, the sensei is Tony Bennist, B-E-N-N-E-S-T. And you can face, uh, you can print him on Facebook, or you can go to the Karate Edge Facebook page. But if you go to the website, you'll find their address, their telephone number. They're uh, just on the east side of Tacoma. Um, I looked it up on the map, maybe, maybe an hour and forty-five minutes south of the Seattle-Tacoma airport. Um, great website, and like I said, I reached out to these guys and asked them if I could give them a shout out just after meeting James here in Okinawa, hanging out with him for a day, training with him in the dojo. And hearing the way he talked about his sensei and, and the folks in that dojo made me really happy. So once again, check them out. Karate Edge, if you're out there in the Seattle-Tacoma area, they're welcome to anybody dropping in. Okay, next up, we had another visitor. At the same time that James came from, from the Seattle area, we had another visitor last week um, from Indiana University, a student from the media school named Emily. Um, I did not ask Emily's permission to use her last name, so I'm just going to use her first name as Emily. She had reached out to me as well about about a month ago because as part of the media school, she, her professor, and five or six other students were taking a trip to Okinawa to do different types of studies on Asian culture, on U.S. history, on this side of the globe. Some students were doing... Uh, reports, I guess, on some of the protests going on over here based around the, the construction of military bases. But Emily reached out to me because she wanted to do a report on Okinawa karate, on traditional karate versus sport karate, on the influence of the Olympics, on the push by the Okinawa government to bring in more tourists, karate tourists and, and the like. So Emily is not a karateka, she does not train, but she does have a background in um, dance. She's studied and trained uh, for ballet for many years. She understands the discipline aspect of that. So uh, after Emily reached out to me, I, of course, got in touch with some friends and contacts here on the island, Um, got her in touch with the Okinawa Karate Information Center at the Karate Kaikon, I had her meet with James Pankovich. She watched two of his classes and conducted an interview with James. I took her to meet my uh, master, uh, Kina Toshimitsu, our sensei. Uh, they conducted an interview there. And, uh, yeah, I think that was it. Those are the dojos that she was able to visit. It was a bit of a short time, and the other students had places to go, so it wasn't. Um, she didn't have the ability to just travel around on her own. However, um, Emily will be making a report and I think she's going to email that to me. Once she does, I'll read it online or I'll make it available for the for the listeners of the Okinawa Karate Podcast. Keep an eye out for that. Um, again, it's the media school at Indiana University, and her main focus was trying to get an understanding of the, the viewpoints from various people here in Okinawa. Um, some of the younger 
generation on up through different people up into their 70s like uh, Sensei Kina uh, from Okinawa Kempo and the folks down at the Karate Kai Con and get an idea of how people feel about sport versus traditional and just kind of a, a funny comment there when she was at our dojo talking to to Kina Kaicho uh, he was very direct <laughs> in the fact that he doesn't care one bit about the Olympics and sport karate and uh his his feeling about sport kumite uh, versus the older style of traditional uh, full on, I guess knockout kumite with bogu gear and everything. It was a an interesting conversation. The little bit that I could pick up in in the Japanese and and uh, what was translated for me to understand as well it was it was comical. So I'm very much looking forward to that that article that Emily's going to produce. I'd like to get more information from her on what she thought after visiting Okinawa for the first time. So once again, I'll post that up here as soon as I can. Um, next up, I had what I have right now is a bottle of Avamori. That's what you hear me getting ready to finish opening and pour a glass. Um, but I made a visit to the Yomikan, Yomitan Branch Dojo of the Myobukan Shoten Ryu group. Dojo with Okinawa Kempo. So Higa-sensei is one of the instructors that James Pankovich has slated to teach at the Yuimaru Haken seminar coming up later this year. Excuse me while I put some ice in my cup here. But uh, this Awamori that Higa-sensei gave me is 43% alcohol, and it is, it is freaking strong, man. Um, and I'll tell you what, Higa-sensei... He told me to just have a little bit. So if Higa-sensei says that, you know it's pretty strong. But Higa-sensei is one of the instructors that's going to be teaching at the uh, Yui Maru Haken seminar that James Pankovich, owner of the Asato Dojo, is scheduled for later on this year, um, October, November time frame. Um, three days worth of training with three different senseis. Higa-sensei is uh, maybe the 3rd, 4th, and 5th, or 4th, 5th, and 6th of, of November. And I wanted to get up there, do a short interview with him. It was during his class. They had a two-hour class. Uh, first hour was children and adults combined. The second hour was only adults. And I recorded a lot of their class, so I'm going to put together a YouTube video for that. And then I had a short interview with Higa-sensei. And... Just to put it out there, folks, if you haven't checked out the information about the UMUDU Haken seminar, uh, please do so. Go to challengeokinawa.com, challengeokinawa.com, or you can look up information on the Asato Dojo Facebook page, Dojo Bar Facebook page, Challenge Okinawa Facebook page. James has got a lot of good information posted out there. Higa-sensei is just one of the uh, senseis that's going to be there for the first Seminar, but I want to get up there and get uh, some information from him on what he has planned for the students, and he's got some good stuff going on. He's already ready to take people outside of the beach and do training, take them up to Zakimi Castle area and do training, um, training in in the ocean, in the water, uh, what he's calling old school training. And he was describing to me when he was a younger man and he was training under his his sensei. Um, Matsuda Yoshimasa Sensei, who is the founder of, of Miyobukan, they didn't have a dojo, so they would train outside. 
And he was telling me about uh, Matsuda Sensei, you know, watering the garden. The garden is what they they call their yard for the people that are from the, from America. We don't typically a garden for us is where we grow vegetables. A garden over here is anything outside, basically. But they would train outside on the beach, um, up in the mountains, near the castles, and didn't matter what the weather was like. Raining didn't matter, or he would even water the garden just so they had a a slippery ground to train on. So that's what he has planned for the students that are coming over here, as well as training in the dojo, as well as he emphasized, and I think this is pretty important, Higa-sensei emphasized also the communication and the type of training that is done after the physical training is done, and that is the conversation training. That is the sitting down for dinner. That's the sharing of drinks and and culture and exchanging communication. And he kept he kept saying this over and over: the communication with the students. Uh, if you don't know this, please go check out challengeokinawa.com to read more about the the seminar. But the reason that James is setting this up, the three senseis, three days each, is so you can get a lot more. It's not just three hours with one sensei and then you go on to the next or or maybe even less. And it's only limited to 18 people. So if you haven't checked it out, please do so. It's well worth your time. Um, and also be on the lookout. YouTube video will probably be out sometime the end of March, early part of April. I'm going to put some, put some uh, pieces together from what I recorded and, and share that with everybody. Another part of that night that was very special is that Matsuda Hidokazu, who is the son of the founder of Miyobukan, he was visiting the dojo. Uh, he does not normally train at this Yomitan branch dojo, but he was visiting that night. And uh, he's a 7th, I think, degree black belt now, maybe 8th degree. And uh, he ran one heck of a tough class there. Um, the students were wore out. There was a lot of kihon, very long warm-up. Repetition after repetition after repetition, followed by kata, yakso kumite, uh, very detailed about the body position and the proper holding of the bow, proper holding of the sai, and some really fantastic yakso kumite. Uh, I was just amazed at the speed of this guy. Uh, he's awesome, and he was trained by one of the best here on the island, without a doubt, and so was Hika-sensei, so... Uh, You'll get your money's worth if you're coming over here to train with these guys. It's going to be a really good time. Um, on to probably the last thing I'm going to talk about here, and that's my broke back and dealing with injury as I take a sip of this more. Wow. A lot of water in that glass. Good thing I did. Um, two days ago. No, one day ago. Yesterday, Friday morning, get up and do my normal routine, try to get about a two and a half, three mile walk in with my dog. Um, my wife was, was with me yesterday, went for a nice long walk, beautiful weather, came back to the house, had some time to kill before I had to start work, and I grabbed two light dumbbells, two 20 pound dumbbells, and I started doing uh, low weight and a lot of reps of squats. Got a first set in of 20 squats at a decent pace so I get the heart rate going. Get into the next set, get about 10 or 12 reps in, and in the all the way uh, squatted down position, I felt a wicked pop at the tailbone. And it didn't really hurt that bad when it when I did it, but I knew it was going to hurt. <laughs> sure enough, as the day goes on, my back is tightening up more and more and more. Ended up making a tr visit to the chiropractor around 5 o'clock in the afternoon, and uh, 
went right from there to the dojo. Um, had a little bit of time to kill, but the the reason I bring this up, and I, I'm sure that some of the listeners that go through this, and the ones that don't, uh, the moral of the story here is get to the dojo. If you're hurt, you're hurt. I understand. Everybody goes through it. You're injured, you're injured. There's a difference between being hurt and injured. Um, yesterday I was hurt. I wasn't injured. Injured is something that you typically need to sit down and take a lot more rest time. I was hurt. I was sore. Even after they went to the chiropractor, I was still in a lot of pain, but I knew the best thing for me was to get up and move around. Get the gi on. Beat it mentally. Get to the dojo. If you can't kick, punch. If you can't punch, kick. If you can't do any of that, stretch. Walk around. Hopefully your sensei is understanding enough to that. Mine is. I explained to him what was going on and it was no problem. I could do what I, you know, he said, go over here in the corner, do what you want to do. If you want to come out and train with us, train with us. I could barely get through kata. However, it was a lot better for me to do that than it was to come home and sit on my butt um, and just wake up even, you know, worse the next day. So, Moral of the story is put that gi on and get to the dojo. If if you can't do anything other than watch, try to do it. Now, flip side of that is about four years ago, I had a double inguinal hernia operation, left and right side at the same time. And Sensei, this was when I was back in the States, and I remember Sensei telling me, come to the dojo, just watch. And that sucked because I couldn't even put the gi on and get out there on the floor. That was the only time that I, I said I can't do it. Sorry, Sensei, I can't. I can't. I got to go home. I can't even sit here and watch class. It was just killing me. Mindset's a little bit different than for me now than it is back then. But, uh, you know, if you can get out there and, and do anything, just do it. Don't, uh, well, I'm just going to say it bluntly, don't be a pussy. Get out there and do something. Put your damn gi on. Stop belly aching. And get out there and do something. Walk through the kata as slow as you possibly can. You might actually learn something. If you're a senior in the in the dojo, if you're already a sensei, go out there and, and teach. Walk walk through kata with people. Do something to help your students. Do something to help yourself. Don't sit on your butt and drink awamori. That's for the that's for the next day, which is what I'm doing now. So, anyway, uh, thanks again for tuning in to the Okinawa Karate Podcast. Hope I didn't offend anybody there at the end. If I did, you probably deserved it. Um, but be on the lookout for some videos coming up. Visit to the Miyobukan Dojo. I'm still editing the video with Dr. Hagen Walter, the physicist from Germany. And both of those will be up in the next month. And also in April, I'm probably going to be meeting with my friend uh, Andy Sloan from Mission Ryu to do another video with him. I'm looking looking forward to that. Andy's got some big news for us uh, in his personal life, in his professional life, life in his karate training life. Um, so look forward to that. April should be a good month. As always, thank you for tuning in to the Okinawa Karate Podcast. I am Josh Simmers coming to you from the birthplace of karate, Okinawa, Japan.